You are now tuned in to Music, Men, and My Mental with your host, C. Devone, tackling all things career, relationship, and your overall health. Trifecta. Let's get to it. Let's start the show. All right. So thank you guys for tuning in to Music Men and My Mental. I'm your host, Cita Bone. Have a great special guest. So excited about this guest today. Like seriously, guys, um, because we're going to be talking about the truth, his truth, my truth, relationships. So we have Don Benjamin on with us today. Uh, you are many things, recording artist, model, TV personality. I mean, what what do you not do? I don't know. But uh, introduce yourselves and tell us who you are if they've been living under a rock. <laughs> well, I'm Don Benjamin. If people don't, a lot of people know me from America's Next Top Model. Some people know me from the my, uh, my records with Eric Bellinger. Other people know me from comedy on instagram um but yeah i try to i just i just try to be as creative as possible in everything that i want to do in life so if i think it i do it that's good okay so we're gonna play a game before we start but what okay i'm big are you big on astrology uh kind of yeah i am kind of what's your sign i'm a taurus you're oh yeah well happy belated birthday so you had a quarantine birthday i did have a quarantine birthday Yep. Did you do anything interesting or you just kept it in well, my birthday, My birthday was on a Tuesday this year. And like I always, since my birthday is Cinco de Mayo, I always wanted to do Taco Tuesday for my birthday. <laughs> and so I couldn't do like a big Taco Tuesday party. So I just like ate a bunch of tacos in the house. So I didn't know that about you, but it's funny because I know you're a foodie and I know you love food. So I was going to ask questions and then it literally just is so funny. So my first question was, if you have a taco, is it red salsa or green salsa? I like red salsa on my tacos and green salsa on my enchiladas. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you're from the Midwest. Deep dish or flat crust pizza? You know what's crazy is I love deep dish pizza. That's like my thing, but I'm allergic to gluten as of the past like seven, eight years. So now I can't enjoy deep dish pizza, so... I'm forced to do flat crust, but I, pre- I prefer deep dish all day. How did you find that out? You just started feeling sick or the doctor, you did like an allergy test or? It's crazy because I was like, when I turned 20, I want to say like 23, 24, mm-hmm. uh, I think like 24, I just started getting really sick. Everything I was eating, like I used to eat really bad, like, like ramen noodle soup all day, Taco Bell, and everything was hurting my stomach. And so I was like, well, let me try to eat healthier. But I would still eat like breads and pastas mm-hmm. and I would literally feel like I was dying and I would go to the hospital and they couldn't figure it out. And um, my aunt actually has full blown celiac. And so she told me to try cutting gluten out of my diet. And when I cut it out of my diet, I felt like brand new. And so I would, the doctors couldn't even they didn't really know what was going on. They never told me that they just kept saying maybe like irritable bowel syndrome or cut back on certain things or like they would tell me to cut back on certain things but they never like picked that out so yeah it's crazy random question not related to what you're saying but a lot of people say gluten um really helps with just like your mental health as well like people find a little bit more balance mentally when they go on a gluten-free diet did you how did you feel mentally afterwards or you didn't even notice honestly i was stressed out afterwards (laughs) (laughs) i I had to cut out everything (laughs) that i wanted (laughs) 
I was stressed. I was like, I got to cut everything out. And when I went allergic, when I became allergic, like they didn't have a lot of gluten-free options. So like it was, all I was eating was salad all day, every day because I didn't really know. So I didn't really find like a mental clearance, but I guess now that I'm like so used to it, I definitely feel lighter. I definitely feel like my energy levels are higher. I don't feel like as lethargic, like stuff mm -hmm. like that. So mm -hmm. yeah, definitely it's the benefits. So my last one was, which I feel like you're going to answer this exactly. So it's vodka or tequila? Tequila. I'm like, okay, if you have a taco Tuesday, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we know what you like, um, so let's just dive into the book. Tell us about this book and why you decided to write My Truth. Yeah, well, honestly, um, the book really came about uh, the beginning of the year, I, I broke up with my fiance and when we broke up, like we were supposed to get married this year. Um, things were going pretty well, but I was kind of like on a spiritual battle with myself. Like, you know, um, just trying to find myself in the in industry and I lost my father like three years ago. And so like, I was just kind of having like this midlife crisis in a way where I was like doing things where I knew weren't really healing to my spirit. And so the top of the year, when me and my fiance broke up, I like took a step back and I had to like reevaluate my life and the choices I was making and, and how I hurt her and my parents and or her parents and just everybody. And I was like, what am I doing? Why am I following like the same patterns that my father was living in it? his family was living and that I see a lot of men around me living like unconsciously doing these things. And so I took a step back. I went to counseling. I went and talked to my life coach and some mentors and pastors. And, and I was like, man, I just want to like submit to God and like live my life a hundred percent the right way and understand like where this brokenness is. And so I didn't initially plan on writing a book this year like that wasn't a plan of mine but my mentor was like this is a perfect time to tell your story and help some people that that have gone through the same situation as you and kind of use your situation to help others and so I locked in for like the first half of the year and I read like 20 books um, I read a lot of books on like relationship on why men cheat and why men get like and why we let our addictions carry us all the way till death. And, and I looked at like the power of the subconscious mind and how to change the way we think and live. And I did a lot of studying and research and I did a lot of like mentorship and daily talks with a lot of mentors. And I put every, I wanted to put all my knowledge that I had learned into a book to help people and also use it as like uh, something to kind of hold myself accountable from here on out and like take this new journey in my life, you know? So it was kind of like help for me and then help for others as well. Right, right, right. What, what and when is the moment that men like evolve from boys to men? Like, it, does it have to be something traumatic happen for them to say, ah, okay, it's this time because age ain't nothing, you know, that's not, right. no, I quote that, but like, like, age, <laughs> you know, age is subjective when it comes to growth and the evolution, right? And it's the same thing with women as well. You know, I look back and I remember, I'm like, 
oh, back when I was this age. And I'm like, man. And I, it's so funny. It was someone's birthday the other day. And I was like, you're going to realize a couple years from now that you didn't know shit. And they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're going to find that out because we're always growing. But when do men truly have that evolution? You know, I, what I've felt and what I've witnessed and what I've learned is that men kind of have to, we're going to try to do as much as we can get away with until we can't get away with it no more. We're kind of like, it's like when you have a little kid, you got a little boy and they're always, you know, doing the most until they get caught and they're like, you can't do this no more. I feel like, unfortunately, that's what it takes with men, you know, and some men just never get it. There's, I know some men that, that like my father, for example, like he died from addiction. Like he just never got the point and we would explain it to him all the time. And then there's men uh, that wake up like my mentor, like he had a lot of situations where he was unfaithful and he was in the streets and he figured it out. I think he said like in his late twenties, mid twenties, and now he's living, you know, through God and faithful and, and on the right track, stays out of trouble. So I feel like with men, it's kind of like how much can we get away with until I really have to, something has to either drastic happen or we just have to wake up and realize like, okay, I've gotten caught. I'm tired of hurting the people around me or I'm tired of hurting myself. But with, with a lot of men, it's like, what can I get away with? I feel like. I have this theory and I would love to get your thoughts on this. Are people just born, born like you have a monogamy trait or you have like a cheater vibe. Like do cheaters ever stop cheating? You know, cause we go through the evolution of becoming like a man and making more responsible decisions, but like you, you may still fall, you know, short along the way. But I always remember the guys that I've been with that, like I knew from the beginning, like they just didn't give me cheater vibes. And I, I always thought that, and they never did. And the ones that I was like, he gives me the, you know, and they did. So I don't know. Do you think you're kind of like born that way? Or it's like, we're just naturally like not that way. And we have to make the choice. Well, I think, I think it's um, like, we're born a lot of ways. I feel like just of the world and of the flesh and like sexual desires and temptations. I tell people a lot of times for men, it's funny because men were brought up with how many girlfriends can you get? How many, you know what I'm saying? You're cool if you got a bunch of girls and you're a player. And then women are like low-key brought up to, you know, be right for your one husband. And, you know, so it's like we're brought up with this whole mindset. And then all of a sudden we're, we're taught to get in a relationship. And then all of a sudden cut all of that off, just cold turkey. And so you, I feel like what I've learned and what I've read and what I've witnessed and speaking to men that have been faithful for 20, 30, 40 years, is it's a choice like anything else and you have to kind of like realize it and and cut a lot of things off like you can't just like a diet almost <laughs> yeah you have to it's like you have to literally deny the flesh and you have to be walking and like learn how to walk in spirit like you can't try to do it on your own especially it's harder for like men like if you're not like in a lot of situations that are going to call for cheating it may be a little easier, right? You may have a little less work to do, but you still have work to do because just like you can work a regular day job, you can start flirting with your coworker and one thing could lead to another, or you can go on a guy's trip and go to the strip club. And then all of a sudden you want to pay to get some action really quick. So it's like a, it's like this thing where you have to literally learn how to reshift your mindset and like really 
understand that regardless of what the world tries to teach you of it's cool to have a side piece or it's okay to have something on the side every once in a while as long as you're good to your wife or your girl and you're doing good at home because that's a lot of the things that I hear from men and different stories is like well as long as I'm coming home and I'm doing right by her and I'm providing if I need to get some action on the side every once in a while then I should be able to do that or I can do that as long as she don't find out but realistically like it's deeper than that and that's just something that we're taught from bad generational curses I feel like like that oh. stuff that I was taught from men that were taught that, from men that were taught that, and so on. So it's like something you got to break because that's not really the way it is. That's just the way we thought it was. It's so true. You tell the little boy, like, oh, my gosh, you're going to have so many girlfriends. And you tell the girl, like, you know what? You're going to have one good husband. And I'm like, hey, he gets all the action, you know? Right. For real. <laughs> okay. Yep. So what, this is a two-part. I'm just going to ask it right away just because mentally I want you to think, what is the biggest misconception of, you and people meet you and what is the biggest misconception of like that women just get wrong like constantly <laughs> i mean for me everybody thinks that i'm like this arrogant like super self-centered person they think that i'm not like a nice guy or that i'm like gonna be super stuck up but i'm super like humble down to earth i'm a midwest boy so you know i try to like stay very personable i love my supporters but that's the biggest one I hear is people like, dang, I thought you were going to be stuck up or I thought you were going to be like a dickhead. I didn't know you were going to be so cool and down to earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> I, mean, I guess that comes with the territory of being a fashion model. <laughs> right. So so does that make you feel that you have to be like extra nice to people just because you, you know, when you walk in a the room, they're expecting you. So it's like you got to be like super like, you know, hi, how are you? And, you know, so even if you're having a bad day, do you feel like you have to be like extra nice to people? I definitely make sure I'm more aware of it just to because, yeah, I don't want that. But not even on that note, it's like, I don't really care so much what people think, but that's genuinely how I am as a person. Like, I want to be nice to people. I want to, like, I want to come in a room and have, like, positive energy to help other people with their energy. So um, I definitely, at first, I was like, man, I have to make sure I'm cool or make sure I'm personable. But honestly, it's not hard because that's just who I am. So mm-hmm. it just comes off naturally. Right. So when it comes to women and just the biggest misconceptions and I mean, I have theories and I talk about relationships way too often. And, um, you know, I just sometimes it's just, you know, many of my girlfriends will say, like, I just think it, I just I just will never get it right. You know, what is like the one piece of advice you could like share with women to like help them understand men a little bit better? You know, men are men are funny. It's- million dollar question right (laughs) million dollar question but i feel like what i'm realizing is we don't even really know like we need we kind of need a woman to snap us into shape right like because otherwise we're just gonna run free and do whatever we want to do like i think it takes a strong woman with a strong mind to know what she wants in a man a man And it's a conversation that men and women have to have early on instead of like wasting years in the relationship and then try to have a conversation. You know, it's like, I think the ground kind of like the, the rules have to be set from the beginning. Like you have to know what you want in a man and the man should know what he wants out of a woman. And then you guys figure out how to make that, like make it come together. Because if you, if, if a woman's getting with a man who still kind of wants to be in the streets 
or he still wants to be out partying, but you want a man to be at home with you every night, it's just not going to happen unless you put that rule down, you know? Uh, this makes me now skip another question and go back to it later. But because um, my, my girlfriend asked me earlier, she said, like, why do guys dangle? And I said, what do you mean? She's like, they dangle like, you know, they don't want anything, but they're just like coming around, sliding your DMs and like, hi. And you're like, you know, you do you want anything? What do you want? You know, or I, and she, she called it the dangle and I called it the barn door. You know, like, hey, how are you? What's going on? What are you doing today? Maybe not asking you out on a date or maybe just like keeping it, you know, that room temperature. Like, okay, it's cool. So you know that you can come over if you want to, but maybe I don't necessarily need anything. So the the dangle is something that I thought was very interesting. And I'm like, you know what? Let me ask you, like, what what is that about? And I know guys do it a lot more than women. <laughs> I feel what I feel like I feel like right now there's so many options right like with social media and dating apps it's like so many options so it's like for guys it's like do i want to just be with one or do i want to like put all my energy into this one girl and then i'm going to scroll through instagram and see 10 more attractive women that i might want to talk to so you know a lot of men it's like it's like being brainwashed you know it's like we're seeing all these attractive girls on social media and and was like, yo, I can holler at any girl I want. I can talk to any girl I want. And so, like, it goes back to, I feel like, that root of when we were younger. Like, how many girls can you get? And, you know what I'm saying? You're cool if you're talking to all the prettiest girls on the block. And so I think that's where the dangling thing comes in. It's where it's like, men don't really want to just choose one right now. It's it's hard for them to just want to choose. It's like a yeah. buffet. <laughs> It's annoying, but it's like, it's crazy, like, where the world is coming to, you know, and, like, I'll, like, luckily, like, I I never really, like, the past few years, like, I wanted engagement, like, I wanted to be married, I wanted to have something different than what I witnessed with my parents being in a single parent household, but I still didn't know how to contain, like, the flirtiness, like, I still wanted to know that if I flirted with a girl, I had it, you know, it was like a weird ego thing, and then it's like, that's another thing you got to control as a man, like, a lot of time, men, we just want to know that we can get it like so that the dangling thing might be let me shoot it out there and see if she likes me and if if i can get it and then once they get that what's up yeah okay let's hang out it's like a weird thing where then their ego is fed and then they go on to the next you know okay so good i, I was that that was kind of what i was i was giving her that advice but you know she's just listening to her friend like all right you're I'm like, I think it's the ego because I mean, girls do it too. You know, if you hit someone and they're like, Oh, I miss you. I want to see you. You're just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I still got it. But I don't necessarily like want to be around the person, but going back to, you know, all these things in relationship, let's talk about an entanglement. (laughs) I was trying to figure out the entanglement thing after I heard that. (laughs) Okay. So I have my theories of what an entanglement is. What is your theory of an entanglement? <laughs> I mean, when I heard entanglement, it was like a messed up sexual relationship that you don't find yourself in, right? Like a cheating scandal or something, like a side piece. That's what I got from it. Okay. Is that what you got from it? So, okay. So, okay. <laughs> Here's my backstory about it. So I, um, when I saw the interview with just August by himself, um, it really sent me back somewhere because I was in a relationship that remember it was kind of similar like it was someone who had a lot of like uh, mentally had a lot of things going on a lot of trauma in his life 
and you know I've known him for so long and like I remember me going on like a break from a relationship and like kind of jumping directly into something I'm a Sag I'm a true Sag so I literally if I'm like oh you don't want to be with me oh for real doop next but it's <laughs> it's not good it's not healthy but it's also like I don't if you if you need to reject me, then I'm going to like move on. Now, granted, well, you should take more time to heal. I'm learning that. And then because the issues just keep going and it's a domino effect. But what I saw from it was like, they're having their issues. And this is someone that like, she said, I just want to feel good. And when she said that, I was like, dang. And she had this person who like, she was kind of this mentor. She was almost like a mother figure. And, and we have to be really honest. Sometimes the trauma with men is, um, rooted in the mom, you know? So if she's fulfilling this love, this motherly love, yet it's a sexual relationship and they're both very happy, I can see like, wow, okay, she knows she can never go out in the open and have that A-list relationship with him. So right. it was a, when she, she was trying to think of a more, I guess, eloquent word <laughs> and it was like, no, that didn't, that's not, correct because even what was like uh entanglement like, <laughs> like entanglement. so I, I feel like i feel like i don't know how true this is getting i want to get your aspect on it but i feel like for women like a lot of times they end up going outside of their relationship or whatever because they're not getting that attention they want right and to work men, like we could just sleep around like we just want sex until we get a hold of that but i feel like women need that you know that attention that 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 new connection so i feel like it's deeper so i think that's where that word entanglement could come in because it's like now she's emotionally getting attached to somebody else rather than so much physically maybe right because you think about one person and then you have your marriage and then you have so with this circle she you know it you know <laughs> whatever you you right. get the point but yeah so um one have you ever been in entanglement <laughs> uh, honestly I have not. I have not been in entanglement. Like usually for me, like my issues were always like sex or like the just the attention of a woman, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, it was never like falling for another woman while I'm with one woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't know if I've been the cause of any entanglements like in any other relationship. I think when I was single, there was this one girl that I was talking to. And I, I think like she was married. I didn't know when her husband like hit me up, like leave my wife alone. But so. Okay. No, no. It, well, it makes, it makes sense. Cause sometimes, yeah, you don't kind of know. And like he, you know, and I think the reason my friends have, we all have theories like, Oh, it's a PR stunt, whatever. And I'm like, the only reason she spoke up about this is because like, she's already seen the damage that she's done to this, you know, this man, you know, like, public wise, emotional wise, because she said he not talking to her anymore. And with my relationship that like triggered me, he does not want to talk to me, does not want to see me. He is not even trying to think of relationships anymore, you know? And that's why I was like, wow, she only had to come out because she's like, all right, let me just say my piece on it. It wasn't even about Will. <laughs> it was like, all right, let me you know, and relationships are, are tricky, you know? And, yeah. Yeah. And I like how you said like the void, you know, because I feel like people who have multiple relationships and, you know, you got a girlfriend and a wife and all these things, it kind of has like 
it's a, almost like a mental disorder to me, like almost like sociopathic behavior because mm-hmm. you're starting to believe a lot of the things that you're saying. You do believe that you were married only to this person right now. And then when you're in another relationship, you truly believe that you are not married. And yeah. it's, it's almost scary, you yeah. know? It is, yeah. This goes to like mental health, like two parts. Mentally, do you need to be like super healthy before you get into a relationship? Or like, can you work out it in the interim? Because I mean, you have, mental health is something you have to keep, you know, keep up with, like your body. But like, if you're not mentally prepared on your own, can you even be in a relationship? I feel like, I feel like you definitely want to be as stable as possible before entering in a relationship. I feel like if you're not whole and you have a lot of things that you got to work on, it's going to be, it's going to be put off onto your partner and then, and then it's going to cause tension. And a lot of times what I'm learning is it's all like, as far as mental health, like I've been reading a lot of books on like the power of our mind and the subconscious mind and watching a lot of videos and talking to people and like, you have to like learn how to get a control of your mind, especially in a relationship because all of our insecurities, all of our issues that we have with our parents or growing up, we, we bring that into the relationship and then we put that off on our partner. So it's like, if you're not, if you haven't worked out these things before you go into a relationship, it's going to eventually like come up and it's going to cause issues with your partner because you're going to start, you know, you're going to start being insecure or jealous or argumentative or all of this stuff. So I think you definitely want to like be as whole as possible before you enter in a relationship. I feel like it's just, you see so many relationships end because people have issues with their self. Yeah. A lot of people are like, I can't be with you because you got to figure out you, you got to deal with you first. Like I can't deal with you right now. Cause you don't even really know who you are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And what, and what are you doing? Like for your mental health? I know you said like therapy and counseling and stuff like that. What are you personally doing, especially during quarantine? I mean, <laughs> yeah, honestly, quarantine for me has been like the biggest blessing for me to like really like, build myself up like I literally have I wrote down like a list of all the things that I want myself to be like spiritually mentally like literally like meditating every day and like putting like better things into my mind cutting out a lot of negative things that I used to sit around and watch you know like unfollowing a lot of people on social media setting a timer of how long I'm on social media every day like even though it's my job and I like I make sure I go on post what I got to post. I don't sit around skimming through all day no more. I don't go on a lot of these gossip sites and blog sites. And I, I try to put a lot more positive stuff into my mind now, rather than like, you know, before I was just so caught up in I'm a rapper and I'm, you know, I'm watching rap videos. I'm watching world star hip hop all day. I'm looking at all these models walking around in thongs and like, I didn't realize the patterns that I was like just following unaware. So now I'm more aware of the things that I'm intaking in my mind. And I feel so much more like healthier mentally. Like it's, it's crazy what we consume in our mind on a day without realizing it, like down from TV shows to videos, to content on social media, everything is like social or everything is like sexual influence, drug influence, 
alcohol influence. It's getting worse, too. The thing is that, like, you know, it's all about pushing the envelope, right? And I was watching TV the other day, and I watched, like, I May Destroy You, and I was watching, like, uh, House Alive. Like, I just was, like, going through stuff. And another thing, and when I tell you, I was like, this is too, and, you know, I, I have a high threshold for things, and I'm like, what is going on here? And I believe that, you know, we should talk about everything, but you're, you're right. You do have to be like really, really like in charge, especially yeah, how you feel. Aware. The thing is, we're just, we're not aware. So when you're not aware, you just start to get brainwashed and you start to, you start to just, it goes in your subconscious mind. You know what I'm saying? Because if I'm watching stuff all day about sex, when I stop watching it, I'm still going to be thinking about sex all day. Right. Because like you have dreams, right? Sometime and you're like, yeah, like you have a dream, you wake up, like it's crazy. And so it's crazy, like the power of our mind. And so that's really what I've been on is like really like focusing on putting the right stuff into my mind. Like, what do I want out of my life? Like focusing on one, like one female or no female at the moment, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And just focusing on my career. And like, if I have a thought that comes in on drinking or going to the club, now that I'm aware of my thoughts, I'll catch it and I'll reshift it to a thought that like, that can provide some kind of betterness for me. Do you have like a go-to, like, say if you're like, all right, I want to do something that, you know, drink and hang out and do, or, or something that whatever you deem as negative and yeah. you know, like, do you have like, all right, all right. Let me go ahead and do this. Let me go to the gym or let me, do you have like something that's already prepared for that negative character characteristic? It's crazy. Cause I read, I read a book and it's called every man's battle. And um, honestly, he gave one simple, easy thing that has, has helped me all year. And he just said, um, I made a covenant with my eyes, mind and spirit. And so it's like, I, and, and so whenever like I feel my mind drifting off, I'll just be like, I made a covenant with my eyes, mind, and spirit. My my body is not mine. It's of God. You know what I'm saying? And then it kind of just snaps me back into place. Mm -hmm. Like a simple thing that when I feel my, my mind drifting, I'll just say that and I'll get right back on point. I love it. I love it. And you, yeah, you do have a good energy. It's very calm, very calm energy about you. Um, Give us three takeaways from this book. Like, you know, what do you, you know, like, what is the reader going to learn? And like, or what do you want them to get out of this book? Three things. Um, Three things I definitely want. I want them to understand about generational curses and how we do have the power to break these generational curses. Uh, the the mind of a man and, and why we act the way we do and how we can break it and overcome it. And also that people can change and become the best version of themselves if they actually put that work in. Like every every cheater doesn't have to stay a cheater. Every addict doesn't have to stay an addict. Like people can change. You just have to want to change. You have to want to put that work in. What if they're like a narcissist though? Because there's like two things I always tell like my friends to stay away from. Sociopaths and narcissists. Can we help them? And it goes for men and for women. I know you have <laughs> came across people you're like, yeah. wow, this person is, they're going to have a lot of work to do. You know wow. what I've learned is like, we can't really help nobody else. I think that's the biggest thing I learned is if somebody doesn't, if they're not ready, no matter how much you tell them or put books in front of them or try to take them to therapy or counseling, they have to want it. They have to like wake up one morning and be like, I'm tired of living like this, you know? And so 
But if a narcissist wakes up one morning and they're like, they realize that they're a narcissist and they're like, yo, I'm tired of living like this. I want to change. I believe that they really can. They just have to put that work in and like reconstruct their mindset and their, their subconscious mind. And like you wake up every morning, you, you focus on what you're reading, what, what information you're feeding yourself. I, I believe everybody has the power to change. Like mm-hmm. I literally watched this video about this guy who like, he got in an accident and like broke his spinal cord and the doctor told me he was never going to be able to walk again. And he needed like all kinds of surgeries and he didn't do any of the surgeries. And he literally like meditated and like reconstructed his spine, like in his head, in his own mind and walks. His spine is like perfect now. So once people realize like the power that we hold in ourselves, I feel like anybody can change. It's just, we're so unaware, you know, the world doesn't show you that. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that. So, and what's, so what's next for you? You got so much going on now. Um, like, like what, what is next? What would you like to, or what would you like to do next? <laughs> uh, I just love being creative. Like I love to be creative. And now that like I've cut out a lot of distractions and I'm just focused on building and like helping people, um, I'm just working on creative projects, continue my art. I'm actually working on another book right now um, to help people break into the modeling industry. A lot of people ask me how, how they can become a model. So I'm pretty much giving everything I've learned to them. I'm doing a book and a, a course. And so that and um, producing some films. But honestly, I'm just on a journey to just do as much as I can creatively. If something comes to my mind and it's creative and it's positive and it will help me get some things off my chest and help others. I'm all, that's where I'm at right now. Right. So as a creative person, what is like one hidden talent that you have that no one knows about you? <laughs> uh, one hidden talent. I've been kind of like bringing some hidden talents to like the light, but like I, I juggle, I, le- I learned how to juggle. Like I've been making like abstract paintings that I didn't even know that I was good at. Um, I'm a really good sh- cook. I, I can cook really well. Go-to dish. My go-to dish. Mm-hmm. Um, I like making like this Peruvian dish. It's like grilled chicken, grilled salmon, um, plantains, beans, and rice. That's like my favorite dish. So, if you're like on a first date with someone, you want to impress them. Would that be your dish, or would what is the impressive dish you have? Mm-hmm impressive dish i mean that's yeah that's definitely a pretty impressive dish that, that one <laughs> it looks good and tastes good okay <laughs> and it's gluten-free it's gluten-free it's not too heavy so you ain't gonna feel super heavy during the day you know you don't have to try to be like i gotta go home and rush to the bathroom like you're good oh <laughs> <laughs> good well, thank you so much i'm just you know had a great conversation and we can find your book on Amazon, everywhere, basically. The book is all over yeah, the place, it's, right? It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And then a lot of people have been having issues getting a hard copy in other countries. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have some hard copies on my website as okay. well um, next week for people that can't get it off Amazon. But for everyone else, it is on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, iBooks. Got you. Got you. I wanted to be like, I'm like, instead of saying my truth, I'm like, it's your truth. <laughs> Not everybody's truth. This this book is for everybody. It's my truth for everybody. Well, and this is and this is this wasn't a question, but are there any men giving you backlash about like that's not what men think? Are there any guys or guys are been like very receptive to 
what you're Honestly, saying. They've been very receptive. A lot of guys have been coming to me like, bro, like I didn't even realize like this was something that I had been battling. Like it, you never realize how many other men are dealing with abandonment issues and, you know, stuck in their ways from what they've witnessed around them. So I'm actually getting a lot of great feedback. You know, of course, there's a couple men that, that don't want to admit their issues and they're like, nah, man, you're trying to make us look bad right now. Like that. But <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you, you got to own up to, you got to own up to it and figure it out. Right. You know, it's, been all positive. it's been majority positive, honestly. Right. And during this time, this is a time, like you said, um, you, you nailed it on the, hit on the head is like, this is the time to really get to know yourself. You know, we're quarantined, it's less work around. And um, yeah, get to know yourself, you know, read, read the book. And, and, for, and for us men, it's like, we, we look for, we look for men in the spotlight to kind of like shadow ourselves off of, right? And like, we wait for that man to like take accountability for what they've done and help us not make the same mistake. And like, for me, I haven't really seen too much of it. So when I was dealing with my issues, I didn't have like a go-to guy where I could be like, well, damn, they did it, but they, they changed it. So a lot of men, they're like, yo, you did that for us because there hasn't been that. So I think that's been a good accord that I've been getting with it. Right. Learning more from mistakes. I, I, yeah, I like that. That's more, you know, instead of being like, you know, you're positive and it's great, but it's like, yeah, we all fall, fall short sometimes. So it's mm -hmm. important to, to really think about that and not after the fact, you know, like the changing process exactly. can still happen opposed to like is dead, you know, like it's nothing, you can't do anything about it. Anyway, well, thank right. you. people can follow you on Instagram or and what, is, what is the websites and stuff? Websites, social media. Um, handles, my that. website is itsdombenjamin.com. So ITS in front of dombenjamin.com. Um, that's my my Instagram, Twitter, dombenjamin. But if you go okay. to the website, it's all on there for you. Everything laid out nice Everything and clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, thank you. And thanks for tuning in. And thank you to Don Benjamin. Make sure you get his book. And I'll see you next time. Yes, thank you so much. Good talking to you. Thank you. Likewise.